This is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. Hi, I'm Nicholas Wagoner. And I'm Chad Westbrook. And this is How Is She Though? A podcast dedicated to recapping all of the episodes of RuPaul's Drag Race. And if you like what you hear, go to boardwalkaudio.com slash howisshethough and click on that Amazon portal link. That's right, because if you're going to buy shit online, you might as well support our goddamn podcast. <laughs> yeah, like wigs, nails, all of that. Just do it and support the podcast. Thank you. Okay, let's get into it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hi. 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 How is she though? How is she though? Like a trip, like a They're all bottoms. Don't joke about that. Bring back my ghost. This is not RuPaul's best friend. Party, 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 party. And action. Hi guys. Hi guys. Happy Pride Month. We're in the thick of it. Get your rainbow flags out. Mm, and it's so thick. We're in the thick of it and it's so thick. Yeah, and that gay pride is really, really creamy. <laughs> oh, oh man, it just shoots out all over you. Do you feel the pride? I love it. I can't wait. We're going to pride this month, aren't we, Of Nicholas? course. Okay, good. Aren't we, Nicholas? It's a requirement. I know. We've gone actually, what, just one time together. One time together. I mean, you know, I switch it up every year. Wait, what did we do last year? I don't remember. I, I went down with I went, went down, down to the river <laughs> to pride. Uh, I, w- I remember hanging out with Ryan, Ryan Barton, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a previous guest on this podcast. Uh, we hung out there at, at night because last year in LA, it was like, it wasn't really a pride march. It was like the like all inclusive march. I have no memory. This is really tripping me out. Wow. You should get checked. You might I have to dementia. Get, I need time hop is what I need. Time hop. Where's time hop when you ask for it? Because yeah. otherwise, what you get is a post from seven years ago where you're it's just whiny and like I just need attention. Please help me. Oh, yeah. I need validation. Remember those? Yeah. Remember when Facebook was like, Chad is, and then you'd be like, boiling eggs. <laughs> you just like say you're boiling born. eggs. You know my regular Friday night tradition. I did used to love. I would boil eggs and make a bunch of deviled eggs and have like a tray that I would eat off of. Isn't it sad now thinking it's, about that? It's a little sad. <laughs> it's a little sad. Not really. Whatever. Um, do you, uh, what? What did you do this week? Did you make some deviled eggs? Um, no, no deviled eggs for me this week. Thank you for asking. I um, this week I spent three days hungover from our last podcast, <laughs> <laughs> so I nursed that, and then I got um, back on the um, health kick, and I've been trying so hard to uh, get this body right because I promised thirst trapness. And I realized I have um, done the opposite of that <laughs> since I promised. But um, I'm, I think I'm getting there. I, uh, I went on a hike, so. And you're like halfway there now. So I'm halfway there, yeah. yeah. I just, it's about two hikes more and then I'll have a six pack. There you go. Yeah, yeah pretty nice. easy. Nice. Um, we are uh, doing a very special episode this week because there's no drag race. Yeah, which... and I know we're all devastated about that. Why did, do, you, do we know why? They do this every year, but usually it's... I think they really, VH1 wanted to say fuck you to the gays on, you know, the Pride, like right at the beginning of Pride. But it was at the end, it wasn't, was it? Well, no. The it first, wasn't June first, first, was so yesterday. maybe that's what it is. They were like, let's get it in before Pride. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. I got yeah, it. Yeah, like just like one punch to the gut. Yeah. You know? Oh, uh, <laughs> Oh, <what>? <laughs> <laughs> um, So we're doing uh, kind of a little preview of what our podcast will be in the off-season of Drag Race. Yes. So get excited, ladies, because this... That's a crazy thing to (laughs) say. Get excited. Get excited, ladies. 
because this is what you're gonna get. Uh-huh. Um, so we're we're planning on doing sort of like um, queer culture and interviews with uh, friends of ours, um, special guests mm-hmm. about queer culture, about maybe their queer life, about their mm-hmm. sex life. We'll um, bring in Drag Race, any Drag Race related news that's going on. We'll ask them if their connections with drag. Yeah, we're kind of figuring it out as we yeah. go. I think that for me, I do. I still like having like the umbrella of Drag Race. Of course. Um, as a starting off point. Because there's always some hot shit going on with these crazy ladies. But today, we thought we'd kick things off with a bang by bringing in... The one. The only. Engineer Pete. Hello. Hi. Engineer Pete from... This fame. <laughs> <laughs> you finally gave me a microphone. Uh-huh. Yeah. Been, he's been sneaking in his own, trying to yeah. get a little word in here and there on some of these podcasts. And every time he does that, we shut him down. Yeah. I mean, that last podcast, he was like grabbing at the, your mic. And yeah. I was like, you know what? Let's just get like break him off a yeah. piece, you know? And we, you, you guys have like a squirt bottle that you squirt at me. Exactly. Yes. Like a bad cat. Yeah. You're a bad cat. So Pete, um, welcome to the show. Thank you. First time, first time here. Thank you. First time on the microphone. Yes. Long time fan. First time uh, guest. Uh, (laughs) And uh, what is your experience like uh, being our engineer? How have you enjoyed it so far? Uh, I'm really wet a lot of the time. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's was so required. It was in the qualifications on the job mm-hmm, listing. So mm-hmm. I usually just wear a tarp. Yeah, sitting mm-hmm. here. Yep. Um, it's really really fun. I like being with you guys. Oh. Yay. Yeah. Yay! It's always a joy. I look forward to my Saturday mornings. And Pete is um, a multifaceted artist, mm-hmm. talented. Talents yes. a little bitch right over here. Uh, um, sketch writer for, is it the Ruby the theater? The Ruby, yes. The Ruby. The Ruby. And um, musician who just released, uh, is it your first like little EP thing? Yeah, It is. Yeah. Okay. Nice. It's my first official. Um, and how can people find that? They can find that by going to Spotify or iTunes or Apple Music Woo. or even Tidal. Oh my God, really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> does anyone use Tidal? Uh, Beyonce does. Taylor Swift I, did. Right. Did she? Wasn't that a whole thing? She was like on there at first, and then, and then she switched eventually because of deals. The old Taylor's dead. Yeah, that's exactly right. The old Taylor was a a title fan. Yeah, Yeah, and now she's dead. Um, And it's PB, right? That's the how you find it. PB. Um, The EP's called Okay. Okay, great. Yeah. So Yellow Cake. I have to say this song, Yellow Cake. I just listened to it for the first time two days ago, I think. Mm -hmm. And holy shit, it is like sexy. Strip to Ooh. your man in the bedroom with like Ooh. a pink light on, and you have a little lacy thing on you. You know, <laughs> it, was, it was your mother's lacy thing, okay. and you inherited yeah. it. <laughs> you just got a bunch of old lacy things <laughs> from your dead relatives. My mom has lots of lace. Okay, yeah. someone had to take it. It's gorge. Um, yeah. I love that reaction to that song. And it's not the first time I've heard people say that it's, like, a sexy song. It's sexy. But it's so funny because it's, like, so far from the way it was, like, initially conceptualized. Oh, what is it? Yeah. Okay, the concept is, like, very uh, convoluted, uh, or it might sound convoluted, but it's honestly, like, um, a political song about uh, 
the Iraq War. What? <laughs> yeah. No. A thousand percent. No. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. In my head, I was like, yellow cake. Okay, so like... Like cake is like butt. Isn't yellow cake like a, a weapon yellow, or something? Yellow cake is what um what Colin Powell brought to the UN when we were trying to justify uh-huh. going into Iraq. He was saying that uh, Iraq basically had all this unenriched uranium, which is yellow cake, and it was saying that they have of weapons of mass, of mass destruction, which was never true. Which was never true. Yeah. And so we like went in and like. Oh my god. Yeah. Damn. That's yeah. incredible. That doesn't change how sexy it feels to me. <laughs> Sometimes I like guys you just think we're sexy. I, sometimes I just put on CNN and, <laughs> and I and go I go off. at it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wherever I am. <laughs> just footage of like bombs going off. Ooh. Um we should play we will play a little uh sampling of um some of I guess either song or both at the end of this. Yeah. Um but also so Pete you've uh semi recently gotten into drag race. Like you weren't like when did you get into Drag Race? I got into Drag Race because of this podcast. Oh, bitch. Oh, stop it. God, it's so crazy that we're changing lives like that. I mean, I knew we had it in us. I did, too. The day I, I met you, Nicholas. Yeah. I was like, I'm Oprah, you're Gail, and okay. we're going to do this. I'm Rue, you're Michelle. There it is. <laughs> um, and so this is your first season that you're watching, like, as it's happening. Yeah. Or well, All-Stars. No, was. I saw All-Stars. All-Stars, yeah. Was, yeah. Mm-hmm. All-Stars um, was my first. And I, like, loved All-Stars. So when everybody was like, this is a bad season, I that was, was also very, your first. Like, yeah, it was my first, yeah. and Shangela's my favorite queen, so I was, like, <gasps> very scandalized by the end of it, but oh, it was yes. great It was great yes. for me. Okay. Shangela's your favorite queen so much that you named your new car Shangela. My car, Shangela, my phone background is, like, this really cool, like, painting of Shangela. Oh, oh gorgeous. Cute. Yeah, that yeah. Dress, It was her finale dress is the picture. Oh, cast. she was so beautiful. That was a great So you look. were bummed as hell. I was so sad, So do, how do you feel about Trixie? I really like Trixie, but she's got enough going for her. She didn't need to win that. I might agree. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, think, yeah. I think that's a pretty common opinion to have yeah. Yeah, these yeah. days. She's great. I, I really like her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But also, I like Katya more than Trixie, so. Oh, you yeah. Well, me too. A lot of yeah. people do. A lot of people do. <laughs> <laughs> but also, Trixie, you're great. We love you. Oh, my yeah. God. You're come the best. Our, come on our podcast. You're a queen, honey. I Yeah, speaking of Trixie, I was like, recently, she's gotten, apparently, she has like really bad luck with her trips to Australia, because there was like one time she went with Katya, and they got, didn't have the proper work pieces, and they literally had to go turn back around the second they got there yeah and then this time uh virgin airlines like lost her guitar her four thousand dollar guitar which is like jesus christ that's too much money for that's, a guitar whoa no i'm just kidding no i mean there's <laughs> like i t- the instruments are expensive yeah chad i yeah. understand are you a musician i was you don't I was understand. making a joke wow well, i was making a really good joke he doesn't understand i don't get it you don't get music i have a 50 dollar uh ukulele that i have not <laughs> I haven't even picked, I've not even tried to learn and I've sat with it for six years. Were you born on the island? Yes, I was born on the island. The island of North America. <laughs> oh. Did you know it's called Turtle Island by some? Yeah, by uh, the Native Americans. Yeah. Really? By some. <laughs> by some Native Americans. <laughs> I guess I could have just said by Native Americans. Yep. Oh, interesting. So, yes. Thank you. Do you think they were embarrassed when like 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 satellites came into fruition and you saw it was like way too big to be an island? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're they like, were like, oh, egg on our face. Yikes. <laughs> Wait, isn't all land technically an island? Yeah. Absolutely. Well, yeah. There's no That's part deep. there's no part of this earth that isn't surrounded by water. 
You should make that the yeah. uh, conce- concept for your next song that Chad really sexualizes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, this will be fun. I, whatever your next song is, I will find a way. <laughs> if I can do it about the Iraq War, I think I can do it about yeah. anything. Yeah. Uh, Pete, have you yourself ever dabbled in drag? Um, no, I've not. But doing sketch comedy, I've played women. But mm-hmm. that's like as far as I've gotten. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really want to do drag. Yeah, I'm very excited to, you to have experiment. The, this is going to sound crazy, but you do have the face for it. That, I have heard that before. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know what that is and what that means necessarily. It just means you'll wear makeup well. Yeah. Like, it, you know, you wear it well. You would be the um, Miss Cookie of this table. Ooh. Oh my God. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. That's a huge compliment. That's probably, that's probably I would be the Euphrica. <laughs> and I would be... Uh, Another I one. don't remember <laughs> any of the other names. Uh, Cameron's uh, was Kelly. You'd Kelly. be Kelly. <laughs> God, no. You'd be Kelly Michaels. No. Capricia. There it is. Capricia Corn. Capricia Corn. Capricia Corn. Yeah. Oh boy. That Can name. I like talk about that for a second? Yeah. yeah, of course. yeah, yeah. I was gonna like. I wanted to burst from the seams last week, and I probably should have because I talked a lot in the last week's yeah. podcast. But um, Eureka pissed me the fuck off whoa she pissed me the fuck off because she basically used kingsley's skin color oh as a way to fuck with aquaria i don't fault her for trying to fuck with aquaria i fault her for using kingsley as a pawn skin color yeah to fuck with aquaria like it was using race as a weapon yeah true very not cool yeah Yeah. because it's like immediately then kingsley's like Okay, so I guess I am bad. I'm the reason Aquaria might do bad. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, and like this isn't unfortunately the first time that uh, Eureka has shown that she's not too sensitive about race issues because she picked that fight with Vixen like the week after right. Aquaria and was like, she was just stoking the flame. She even admitted to it. And like, so I don't think she thinks very much of it. And, yeah. he, and at least Aquaria like owned up to her. Mm-hmm her bullshit mm-hmm. and like has apologized. And if you follow query on Twitter, I feel like she's super like supportive of like Vixen in particular. Yeah. yeah. They've and definitely squashed whatever. Yeah. Small thing. But I think Eureka and happening. Vixen have not. No, Vixen just came out again today with some stuff. Oh shit. I'll find oh, it later so we can no actually, shit. I can have the receipts. Yeah. Um, so who are your favorites this season? My favorites this season. I would love, uh, I would love Asia to win. I would love Aquaria to be in the top three and, Probably Miss Cracker. Mm. Yeah, I like those three. I think I agree with you. Yeah, I like yeah. I like them. Cracker, I think, isn't going to make it though. So I think it's gonna be Eureka instead. Yeah. And then, I mean, well, it's either Cameron or Cracker that are gonna go next. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh have any like special moments this season where you're like, oh my god, I've been wanting to talk about that. Um sitting on a secret. I, <laughs> 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 that was like I think my favorite mini challenge for sure. It was just so, so dumb. Incredible. I don't know. I really like that last one too. The trade for men. Oh, yeah. that one was really good too. This whole season so far, they've just been like good about bringing back the things that we love. Love, yeah. yeah. Doing longer episodes. You have to. I mean, yeah. yeah. You got to learn from uh, your past mistakes, and I don't think that they were always the best at that. But it seems like they're getting a little better. Yeah. yeah. So, I also uh, I'm very very sad that. Uh, Monique went home so early. I know. That's like the biggest, that was my biggest bummer this season. Yeah. yeah. She was just such a joy to watch in and out of drag. 
in and out of her Andrew Christian underwear. <laughs> mm. Mm. Okay. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Pete, like, uh, do you get that reference? Because it's, I mean, it was on the show, but uh, there's these Rue caps online that Lee Dawson does uh, that are hilarious. Oh, yeah. Have you watched those? No. They're very funny. See, the more the more you know about like drag racing you watch, then you watch that, and it's so self-referential, and there's more jokes packed in. It's like a dream. It's Ooh. so fun. Okay. I'll yeah. get on that. I'll get on that. Yeah, they have all of the all-stars, I think, up now. Oh okay, gosh. this is the, the Vixen Eureka drama. I guess it's... I can't decide what this is. <laughs> Let's just... I don't think it's hate towards Eureka. I think it's positive. Let's decide as a group. Mm-hmm. So the Vixen on Twitter says... Um, also, it was Eureka who encouraged me to speak up when I, le- when I felt Aquaria was being too vague, episode two, and then scolded Monique for giving me the red wig because she didn't want me to win. Shake my head. Wait, what? Hmm? So that's anti-Eureka, it feels like, right? Let me see. I think she's just saying Eureka's a shit stirrer. Yeah, Eureka wanted, was probably working with the producers. Eureka, in like this Billboard interview, said, I support the Vixen and everything she does, and then... Um, then the vixen came out on Twitter saying that. What is that? Let me see. What was like? Okay, hold on. Fill the noise. Fill the noise. Oh, um, um, hi, hi. hi. Um, I'm feeling the noise. Are Are you um? Oh, are you okay. John? So then Eureka came out. Okay, interesting. So Eureka came out saying, um. She stayed calm and tried to be cool with the Vixen, even though she continuously was nasty to me in this interview. And then she said, I pulled Aquaria to the side when Vixen was attacking her and reminded her she was fierce. They were going to try to get her, and I feel... um, Trying to get her, and I feel helped remind her what she was there for. So Eureka was coming out saying that she was like Team Aquaria and being from like, that fight, from that fight, and Oof. being like I I supported Aquaria and da 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 da. And then I guess she tweeted this. Also, the Vixen is mean. This is uh, this is from May thirty first. She said, "Also, the Vixen is mean." I tried, and she kept rolling her eyes and being nasty to me. Any self loving person would stick up for themselves. Interesting. I am so over Eureka. I think she's playing uh, every side of the I dice. Don't like her narrative, like her, like the what she tries to create for herself. It's like phony, and I think I think she's a fraud. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like she's, you, you can't stir all of that shit and then claim to be like on every side of it. Like you yeah. are, you are just causing issues. Yeah, I think eventually stuff like this, when when people behave in like kind of playing the game styles where they're like, I'm going to manipulate or like whatever, do whatever I need to win. It, it comes out eventually. Yeah. yeah. Like the real thing comes out eventually, which is yes. like you're fake or you're mean or something. Yeah. Or just own it and be like, yeah, I'm the shit stirrer. Like totally. at least Vixen owned that. She was like, I'm going to fight, yeah. you know, yeah. but Eureka like is trying to be like, I'm trying to be the peacekeeper and all these sides. But really she's like behind the scenes of all this nasty. Exactly. Bullshit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If she, if she wins, I think it's going to be just the end of VH1. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think you, you are a hundred percent right on that. <laughs> yeah. I think so too. Yeah. I still remember it was like in episode one when Aquaria, it was like, Kind of was like saying, "Oh, Miss Cracker, like she's looks like she's doing copying my eyes or whatever." Yeah, and Eureka's like, "Oh my god, yeah, I just saw that he she is like she was like made it. She was trying to make yes. it bigger than it was." Yeah, that's right. She's a fraud, a phony, and if you like Eureka, you're wrong. Oh man, wow! I'm I'm going in hard, guys. We've had a whole season in uh, essentially with her at this point because if you count nine, 
I can't. No, I don't. I'm not on board. No. Yeah. Well, Pete. Yeah. Um, back to our guest, our oh special guest. Um, so part of this, we want to talk to people about their like queerness or their identity. Mm-hmm. Ooh, um, yay. So uh, you identify bisexual, right? I do. But these days I like identify like a little bit more broadly. Like mm. I mm. am very okay. Uh, bi, queer, gay. Mm-hmm. I kind of like them all. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I sort of say different ones depending on like who I'm talking to and how I like perceive how they understand LGBTQ issues. Yes. Right. Okay. Um, because I think some people it's easier, like back in the Midwest, yeah. it's sometimes easier for me to just be like, Hey, I'm gay mm-hmm. because they understand that in a certain way. Yes. Like to them, it's very black and white. Right. Yeah. Out here, I feel like people understand and have like a greater vocabulary. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm more comfortable saying I'm bi or queer. Yeah. Because people understand those distinctions more. Right. So you feel like sometimes, uh, which I would imagine this to be true, is like if you're going to tell someone you're bisexual, that it's like way more complicated and it like brings up more questions than right. just being like, oh, I'm gay. Totally. It's like the easier answer in some cases might just saying like, oh, I'm gay. Totally. Yeah. And if I don't want to like have a 20 minute conversation anytime I talk about my sexuality. Yeah. So sometimes mm-hmm. I'm just like, yeah, Except for right now. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're asking you to do that. Um, so yeah, it sort of, it sort of depends, but it, it's taken me a while to feel okay saying any of those three. Yeah. Mm. And that's been like a journey. Yeah. Oh, but, um, but yeah, like today, I feel great. Yeah, with any of those. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, when did you start? Like, I guess being more open about it or talking about it. Um, I came out when I was twenty three. Okay. okay. Yeah, I'm twenty eight now, so five uh-huh. years ago. Okay. Yeah. Um, and did you feel like when you came out at first was did you feel like you had to pick a thing or were you like no I'm right out the gate like I know I'm bisexual and this is like or I'm I'm more yeah. than just gay I'm like queer. Yeah, I knew I came out as bisexual mm-hmm. right away. And I knew that because I've been in love with men and women. Or at that time, I had been in love with a woman, but mm-hmm. not a man. Mm-hmm. And I have enjoyed sex with uh, women and men. Mm-hmm. So it, it felt like that was the best definition for me. Yeah. Um, and then in the years since, I've fallen in love with a man. So it feels like even more, like it feels even more real. Yeah. Because yeah. I've like had the love and the like sexual aspect for yeah. both. Mm-hmm. Um, but these days I like feel like I'm dating men more so than women. Yeah. Um, so that's, I guess like why I'm like more comfortable being like, I'm gay or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also I've like fallen in love with a man now. So I'm like, so now it feels like, oh yeah, like that's a real thing. Yeah. yeah. There's something there. Yeah. You know? yeah. And you got to play catch up cause you know, we had all that history with women and you're like, oh, now I need to. I know. At least even it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. You have to check off your poster board and mm-hmm. split in half, and you have. I I, I use uh, gold stars. Yeah. I have a I have two belts, uh, belt notches. Yeah. Uh-huh. My straight my straight belt is like one of those leather braided ones. Oh, gross. Yeah. Ew. And my gay belt is invisible because I'm just naked. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> But you know, you know where the notches are. Yeah, I yeah. know where they you are. You know where the notches are. Yeah. Um, I there, so I might have questions for you that seem like I'm don't like a, a, not ignorant. I don't want to say, Chad. but they're like curious because um, I'm going to respond very hostily. Yeah, please, please, do, please. Yeah. I would love to watch this. Please come out with hot energy. <laughs> no. Um, so there's also like as in just some out in the world as an identifier. There's um, pansexual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is this like anything where you're like? 
that doesn't ring true to me? Um, or is it just like, I don't know. That's <laughs> I don't know enough about it. Okay. But it, it feels like awfully similar to bisexuality. Yeah. Because the way I have understood bisexuality, and this isn't my definition, but a friend um, told me this, but it, uh, she gave this definition of you're attracted to genders like your own and genders different from your own. Mm-hmm. So it feels broader than just like, oh, I like a cis man or a cis woman. Yeah, it's, it's the non-binary uh, vocabulary, yeah, I think. Yeah, we've yes. talked about this before because yeah. uh, we've said like, well, if some, you're, you identify as bisexual, then you sh- should probably be attracted to someone who's not cisgendered. Um, yeah. But that's where I feel like pansexual comes into play because I think there are people who are not attracted to trans people for whatever reason. Um, and of transphobia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and so maybe they identify with the label bisexual because, you know, they are more attracted to people who are cisgendered. Yeah. Um, yeah. And pansexuals, when I hear someone say they're pansexual, I'm like, oh, you're like completely open to like it all. Yeah. Like, that's what I associate that with. Yeah. I yeah. don't necessarily associate bisexual people with that. Totally. Totally. I mm-hmm. think that's fair. And I think that's really common. Like, I think, I think when people hear bisexual, they just assume it's a cisgendered man, a cisgendered woman. Yeah. Um, I like, uh, I personally have been attracted to trans people. So, um, maybe pansexual is like a better definition. I don't know. Maybe I'll add that. Maybe that'll be my fourth one. Yeah. I tell <laughs> yeah. I mean, it does feel to me like it's, I, I think, it's very like maybe a cliche thing to say, but labels are a tough, they're a tough nut because it's like, I sometimes even feel, I identify as gay, but I do sometimes feel slight attraction to women, yeah. but I'm like, that's not an, it's not enough for me to act on, um, right. or anything like that. So it's not, yeah. a, I don't, I, it's not like a part of my makeup or something I walk around with. But I know it's just everything is on a spectrum. So it's like right. you could be mm-hmm. like whatever, 80% into dudes. But there's just like this one tiny little part of you. So it's yeah. like, I don't know. There's not a specific word for that. Right. Or you could like like doing certain things with women. Yeah. And like doing a whole different set of things with guys. Yeah. Like right. it's, it, gosh, it varies so much person to person. Do you feel, so living out in LA, do you feel, do you hit a bunch of, um, do you, get a lot of people being like, oh, bisexual is not a thing or like uh, yeah. questioning your identity. I've gotten it. Um, yeah, I've gotten it. It mostly comes from uh, queer people, actually, um, which is a bummer. Uh, but I, I'm i like cool with it now. It used to really bother me when I first came out because I didn't really understand how to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I know how to talk about it. So I know how to like basically rebut it or like know if the conversation isn't worth my time to begin with. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I remember like, uh, going on dates, uh, with like dudes and like saying I'm bi mm-hmm. and, you know, getting comments like, Oh, like we'll, we'll check in with that in like three months or Ugh. six months Yeah, or that sort of well, thing. Now let's do, come on. Like the thing that pisses me off about that is that gay guy at one point came out and I'm sure someone in his life said, "Well, we'll check on this in three months." It well, might it's just the be whole a thing phase. with gay guys, with gay people, not guys, with gay guys, <laughs> not guys, gay guys, with gay, <laughs> uh, with gay people in general. Where I think it's like, "Well, how do you know if you yeah. haven't tried it?" And it's like, "No, no, no, you don't need to. It's you just know what you it's Yeah, just... um, yeah. There's a there is though. I mean, to be fair, that the the reason that that narrative exists is because. I think 
back like maybe 30 years ago, 20 years ago, 10 years ago, it was less safe to come out and yeah. people were totally. really trying to, a lot of like strictly gay people were trying to hold on to any straightness that they had. Right. Totally. So I think it is, there is a confusing social thing happening yeah. inside a lot of people. So when you come out, you're like holding onto these things and then it's, it takes a lot to finally just be like, uh, no, I just like guys. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And also like a lot of gay guys do like use bisexuality as like a, like a six month like stepping stone stepping yeah. stone to coming out, which is totally valid. Totally. Like it doesn't make you any less bisexual during those six totally. months. Totally. Yeah. Um I just think a good rule of thumb is like don't label someone, let them label themselves. Like Yeah. Yeah. Like, like it's you we pick our own identity. You don't get to decide if someone owns identity for them. And actually I really like what you just said. I think it's true that there's uh an era in someone's life when they might be attracted to just women and then a couple years later, they're just attracted to men. Yeah, totally. There's yeah. always uh, things are in flow all the time it's with like, people. Think of it as like Tignataro and Stephanie Allen. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Like Stephanie never identified as like gay or anything before that relationship. Yeah, but that's like, right. Yeah, but Tign like and then she fell just, in love with a woman. Yeah, and she fell in love with a woman, and she's like, "I'm gonna go with this." Yeah, and they're happy, and they have a family now. And there's something mm-hmm. I think I, I, a little bit of a wave. I feel at least, and maybe I'm wrong in the world that is like just be open to anything that comes your way. Cause yeah. why not? So I, yeah. I feel like even that again, like as a gay identifying person, I feel I'm so open to anything that would come my way. Yeah. Yeah. I don't foresee it, but I'm also, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's also like, why would you, why would you turn your head to that? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think we're going to take a quick commercial break. I just, I think we are. Yeah. <laughs> what if, what if we don't though? <laughs> I think we are. Okay, great. Butt butter. And we're back. Oh. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Pete got in there before I could. <laughs> How dare he? Um, so let's talk about some, some queer culture stuff in the newsy poozy. Yeah. Well, we'll, let's start off with like a little, uh, we already talked about drag race, but we didn't talk about the miscongeniality race of drag race. That's right. So there's uh, some f- online voting for this season's Miss Congeniality. Have you heard about this at all? Uh, yeah, I've seen a little bit on Twitter. There's mm-hmm. there's some uh, bots Pe- happening on yes. some hacking. There's some uh, campaigners. Uh, Aquaria straight up said, "Don't vote for me. I don't deserve it." Um, she's not wrong. She well, she said she's like as uh, that she said kind of shaded the editing and saying like I was nicer than they're letting it on. I believe she was super. She doesn't actually. She doesn't strike me as a villain at all. No, she strikes mm-hmm. me as confident and like sometimes a little yeah. like uh, ego centric yeah. maybe. But and just like twenty. That's and yeah, she strikes me as twenty <laughs> or whatever yeah. she is. That's right. You she know? strikes me as a twenty-one year old. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, and for some reason, Miss Crackers in the top, which. How has she been congenial no. at all? Miss Cracker is not in the top. She was in the top three. No, in the top three, yeah. Yeah. The number one is the Vixen. No, it's not. Yeah. No. Wow. The Vixen has twice as the Vixen has like forty-eight million votes. No. No, for real. Wow. That's, they won't count that. No, I know, but I'm saying this. This is what the like That's issue so is. Crazy. Is, I didn't see that That's happen. The it's the Vixen, and then the Cracker has like twenty-four million, and then Vanjie has like eight million. What? Yeah. How that's, oh my that's god! A, no, they, what? Yeah. Because the last I saw was people were in two hundred thousand. No, there's like, I'm there's like bots 
that have. Oh. This is why they need to stop doing. They don't do a, a fan vote. It's, it's stupid. It's stupid. Just unless okay. you do write-in ballots. Open letter to Russia. Can you please stop doing this to don't us? Don't ask Russia please to rig our elections, can you Pete. Stop. Oh, oh, you're stop. not. <laughs> no, this is addressed to Vladimir Putin. Um, he's like, and the KGB. Uh, he's been listening this whole time, and he just like stopped. He's he was walking his dog, holding a little bag of dog poop, and he just dropped the dog poop and like looked up and was and like ran. mouth agape. <laughs> this, this, sprinted. <laughs> sprinted back to his office. He said, "Guys, stop it! <laughs> Please stop doing this to us. We don't like it. We're yeah. not having fun." It's not it's not a democracy anymore, you know? No, but I like honestly I want Monet to win this. Like Monet should be here. Yeah. Or Monique, one I of those Monique two. Monique to win. Actually, I kind of thought Asia should win because out of everything congenial, Asia was like literally on screen helping people, but I don't know like That's true. I guess people have said that Monet and Monique were great as well. They it's, didn't really we show. We can it. for sure say though that the vixen is not deserving of miscongeniality. Absolutely not. not. She would say that. That yeah. I, this She's is not. not a, a this favorite. is not even a slight to her. <laughs> the more I sit with her after the show, the more I'm like, I really like her, and I'm glad she like. I'm glad she brought all the. I I mean I am too. The yeah. Shit too, and all yeah. that. Um, but she's not miscongeniality. No. And she's not fan favorite. Right. She's bot favorite. Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess uh, I was just looking at Reddit. They're saying VH1 has closed the voting early. It's probably because of some uh, Riga Morris. They're going to have to figure something else out. They're just going to like decide on their own. <laughs> so weird. It's so yeah. crazy. I don't, I don't understand how. My dream would be that Miss Vanjie would win just because I think that's the most, she's the most like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. The, uh, fan, the most like uh, pop culture uh, punch this season. Yeah, but her winning feels like it would be fan favorite, not Miss Congeniality. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agreed with Valentina winning it last season. I think it's like the person who didn't get the crown but was was like the most impactful. Oh, I didn't know Valentina won it last season. Oh, spoiler. Yeah. Oh, you got to watch season nine. Pete. Oh, I did watch season nine. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah, I have watched season nine. Okay. Valentina, I. Oh. Man, what a journey. I know. What a journey is right. <laughs> Everyone was heartbroken, but then now we all kind of know she's... This transitions yeah. us nicely into um, they are now filming All-Stars 4, or they've gotten... Wait, they've cast All-Stars 4. They oh, have not. Yeah. No. Are, are you serious? They're about to, fly, like, about to go off and start filming. What? Yeah. Willem's been on Twitter blasting World of Wonder for picking the wrong cast, saying, uh-huh. I thought it was All-Stars, not all participants. And uh, and then also put out, which I should have read because it's my job, um, put out this like thing for um, why would I want to be on All Stars Four? Because people are like you know constantly tweeting at Willem, go do it, go do it. it. Um, But she's like, why would I be on All Stars Four if this is how they have treated me and their friends? And then she like added Matthew Anderson and posted this big link to like what World of Wonders relationship to Matthew Anderson looked like. Yeah. And like what that whole fallout was. Yeah. Which I also found out there's some like rumors about why Matthew left, um, which people have been wondering forever. This is Give not me the conspiracy. This is not fact, but the rumors are she asked for a pay raise or Matthew. Uh, he asked for a pay raise, didn't get it, stormed out on the Lady Gaga episode while Rue was in like half drag. Oh and then boy. basically got fired from there. And then Rude had to like scramble, like wash the face, just do like boy drag for the whole episode. That makes sense. Well, I yeah. think that's, I think that's and what then, happened. Um, like emergency hired Raven and Delta. 
for the next episode. Wow. Yeah. Who who is this person? I don't know who this is. Matthew Anderson. And this is for uh, you guys. Like Matthew Anderson is a legend. The reason RuPaul is famous. It's yeah. the sh- Matthew Anderson is the wig maker, the uh, makeup artist, the Photoshop uh, queen, the like stylist. Uh, photographer. He's the Bob Mackie to share. Like like he. Like but Bob, even I w- even more even more. Bob yeah. Mackie was more uh, like outfits, like costumes. Mm-hmm. Matthew Anderson was the creative force behind RuPaul. RuPaul is the charisma and the performer and all that. And the look, Matthew Anderson did everything, like the puppet master, essentially. Wow, okay. So the the polished, like, supermodel of the world look that RuPaul is famous for from the 90s is yeah. a Matthew Anderson and uh, 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 Valdi? Who is the other one? Who I don't know. The, uh, like, costume maker, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, Valdi? Is that... I, thought, I can't remember that? now. Still does RuPaul's dresses to this day. Oh, she did a shout-out, I think... In one of the episodes, did she not? Yeah, she did. Yeah. Um, anyways, but Matthew, there's like, you can look at Matthew Anderson, M-A-T-H-U, and just like go through all of his looks. He's incredible. Yeah. Um, but anyways, there's some drama there. We don't know exactly what happened, but that's the latest. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Queen of Queens. Crazy. But anyways, yeah, so All Stars 4 is currently cast, as we, we can assume. Interesting. Cool. Yeah, which means that it's, you know, they're still on that track of like every other season, pretty much an all-star season. Jeez. Yeah. it might be a little problematic, but I'll save my opinions for when the cast is announced. Yeah. As when, long as we have Angina in there, I'm fine. When will it air? Do we think probably not for like a year? Yeah. It'll, well, uh, I would, I would say the fall. That's what they did for this all-stars. Oh, if they're true. filming now, they could get it out by like September. Yeah. You're right. Mm-hmm. That's true. Cool. Yeah. Anyways. Nice. Well, um, some other queer entertainment news. Uh, Pose is coming out. Yes. Right. Oh, new Ryan Murphy. Good. Yeah. Uh, and it's very, very, very uh, um, reminiscent of Paris is Burning. It's essentially a television version of Paris is Burning. Of the ball scene in the ball scene. New York in the 90s. Mm-hmm. 80s, 90s. Yeah. Honestly, that I, I watched Paris is Burning for the first time maybe like two months, three months ago, mm-hmm. which it took me so long. And if you haven't watched it, don't be like me and have a million people tell you to watch it and then you finally do it when you just, like, years later. Yeah. Uh, just go do it now because it's a great, great, great documentary. Especially, I mean, I assume 100% of the audience listening to this is into Drag Race. Mm-hmm. Um, but if especially for Drag Race fans, it's, it's incredible to see how much of our, uh, like, lexicon comes from this movie yes mm-hmm. yeah uh it's it's insane you can like really see how much rue took from it mm-hmm. uh drag culture has taken from it uh i was really impressed with the trailer though mm-hmm. for pose because there's set decorator it's like the, literally scenes from the documentary like, yeah the set is looks exactly the same i will say with queer stuff and you guys tell me if i'm wrong it is hard to get it right like we don't like oftentimes like a gay show comes out and it, there's something off about it like i always feel like there's like a trying to pander to all audiences instead oh, of the yeah. built-in yes it gets watered down for sure it gets watered down yeah mm-hmm. essentially yeah yeah or like you know i don't think there's a ton of gay shows it's like there's a shows with gay characters and then like that's has a long history of being problematic where it's like you get kind of cliches like the modern family guy mm-hmm. who's actually straight playing a superly flamboyant gay man mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. that's the only thing people think about when they hear a gay man. Yeah. 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 I actually like him though. <laughs> <laughs> 
Cam. Yeah, fine. I like, Cam. <laughs> I like that. I like that character, and I think the actors like it is like a version of gay. That's not. It's not unauthentic. Right. 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 That's kind of my uncle. Uh-huh. Yeah, a little bit. I know we talked about this. Reminds me of Love Simon a little bit. Yes, mm. but it's like I really liked that movie. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, but I can also acknowledge that it's like representative of like a very small sliver of what it's like to be gay or like what the coming out process is like for many people. And it's like unrelatable for a huge swath of people. Yeah. What's interesting. There's actually a lot of like people who are queer or gay men, uh, who's like, don't like to scribe to like the heteronormative, like relationship model. Yeah. Who are sort of anti-gay marriage, like yeah. anti-equality in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, yeah. They like, we want to have our own thing. Like, yeah. We're yeah. not the same as you. Like, I think that's why open relationships are probably a little more prevalent within the gay community than many other, but mm, for sure. at least I think I, from my viewpoint, I think it's more prevalent. There's a new Netflix doc series called explained. That's I think this past week has come out and they do an episode on monogamy, which is very oh. interesting. So go, everyone should watch that. Cool. Vox.com. Very good website. Yeah. What I, is it? Vox.com. It's like their, uh, Netflix series. Vox.com Ezra Klein's like oh. baby. Oh yeah. It's like a news explained website. It's really good. Cool. Okay, bitch. Yeah. Okay, bitch. Okay, bitch. Have you seen Paris is Burning yet, Pete? Okay, so I've watched, I watched most of it with my ex, and then we like, I think we got to, maybe we had sex or something. I don't know. We got distracted. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody can blame you for that. (laughs) My Iraq war is your Paris is Burning. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Just wait for my Paris is Burning track. I want that t-shirt. I can't wait. (laughs) I want that t-shirt. My Iraq war is your Paris is Burning. (laughs) It makes no sense out of context. Kind of in context. I don't think it was worded the best. It could have been worded better. Well, it did come from you. Yeah. <laughs> fair, fair, fair. Yeah. It was, uh, it was so good. And, like, uh, you know, so much of our lingo and history we, like, owe to uh, black trans yeah. women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, uh, and, uh, you know, I, I feel like the picture of uh, – a gay person in pop culture nowadays is like an attractive white man uh-huh. yeah. saying a lot of things that like black trans women were saying in the eighties. Yeah. You know, yeah, um, tongue pops of... and like, Oh, that's yeah. all. It feels very, yeah. So I, I just want to like, uh, put that out there. I don't even know what to say about it really. Cause I'm, I'm guilty of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it is a, that's a tricky thing. And I probably am not the person to talk about it either, but I, it's like at, at one hand, I'm like, I really enjoy that. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's fun. It, that just the, the flow of talking like that sometimes even. Yeah. And yeah. that I do also like that. It's like sort of tribey where it's yeah. like, totally. But then I have to remind myself like, it's tribe to someone else first. Mm-hmm. And then so t- then it's like, now it's my tribe. Yeah. I think that's a little weird. Yeah. It's like that fine line of like, is it appropriation or not? Exactly. Like, and it's kind of hard because le- language is always adapting and changing. And we do like, I mean, there's long histories of like within the English language, we use foreign words as oh in our lexicon yeah. as like, the, the, for Je ne sais quoi. Uh-huh. Anybody? That's the most well-known one. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes, 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 yes. The word assassin comes from Arabic. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like there's a ton encore. Of... <laughs> oh, uh-huh. Mr. Yeah. France yeah. over here. There's a, there's a ton of that. So it's like cultures and uh, like I, I feel like cultures collide, and then some of, like language is one of the big things that where it's like 
people start adopting from each other. Yes. Um, so and it's like, I don't have a problem with people necessarily using the lexicon. Like, don't be obnoxious about it, I guess. Yeah. I have a problem when people profit off of it, that, which has been yeah. a thing I have a problem with Broad City about. Uh, because even though, like, Alana uh, Glazer, mm-hmm. like, I know she has a gay brother. Um, she's very heavily supports the gay community. I love her for that. But, like, a big thing was, like, she was saying yas, which is very, is like, comes from gay culture. And then that was, like, her catchphrase. And they put it on shirts and products, and then they sell it. And that, that's a problem for me, personally. Yeah, when you, like, monetize mm-hmm. it. I think... Um, yeah. Kylie Jenner did that too with stuff. Mm-hmm. I think she like she had like her uh, one of her like lip colors was called Ocrrr. Oh God! Or something oh, like that. Boy, There's been oh a couple boy. of that. I know. Yeah. Um, Lush the bath company, yeah, <laughs> like lotion and soap. They do that too. Like they've basically outright taken quotes from drag queens as like this one's called the um, Water Off a Duck's Back. Ugh. Or whatever. Oh boy. Yeah. 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 See, I, yeah, I just don't love that. Like that. When you monetize it. Yeah. Yeah. That that's a good distinction. And mm-hmm. it's like as long as you know the history of where it comes from and are like open about like this wasn't me. Yeah. Saying oh for the first time. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. I actually I I my I don't remember any of like the major details of like who it was, but I feel like there's a fashion designer who went tr- like traveling around the world and was inspired by like she was in a foreign country and was inspired by this, like, like a tribe or like a, a culture and like the patterns and things that they used. And she used that in her designs, but then she, a portion, she made sure that a portion of the proceeds would go to benefit the, the oh, those amazing. people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, because she's like, it's not that I was inspired and I did create my own thing, but I was inspired by this. Yeah. These people. So I want to make sure that they see the benefit of this as well. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which I think is like a, Shows like a very like open mindedness and uh, I don't know. I think it's like an appropriate. It's a good path response. to take, mm-hmm. yeah, if possible. Um, what else in queer culture is going on? Well, I consider. I guess this is a little part. It was like the Roseanne reboot oh, got yeah. canceled after Roseanne went fucking crazy. Bye. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reason why I'm bringing it up is because obviously Sarah Gilbert is queer. She's a mm-hmm. lesbian. Uh, she was one of the producers on the show. She was responsible for. Like helping bring it back. Yeah. Uh, was did that interview circuit and everything, uh, and was one of the first people who came out against what Roseanne said and was like disappointed. Yeah. And now there's rumors that ABC might be thinking about a Darlene spinoff, mm. which I think is the best thing to do. That way, these like poor actors, like the who, the entire crew. <sighs> The yeah. entire crew. We're, I mean, I work in production. Crews tend to bounce back pretty quickly. I mean, this they're. I don't think that they were gearing up to film, start filming the second season for a little while. Yeah, it's still to me, so, it is like, it's oh, not we great. have consistent work right now, and then all of a sudden it's gone, and that feels shitty. Yes, but like that's the nature of production. I wasn't yeah. like, I, it's not great, but like people are used to that. You just don't respect mm-hmm. camera operators. <laughs> is what I'm hearing. I, I, this is coming from someone who works in production. No, I know kidding. the nature. <laughs> um, but I felt really bad for the actors who played like the other siblings because I was like, this is like your comeback. Like you get to actually act again. And like that's heartbreaking. Yeah. Because like, yeah. it's harder to do that. Um, um, but that might give them the opportunity to still be able to act. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. And it to me is I'm, I'm going to just read directly from friend of the show, Steve Slaga, posted, I think, um, like put into words my thoughts of why it was why even the beginning of the reboot was a bummer and then it getting 
it getting canned isn't a bummer because of her and also right. because what the show kind of started to become. Um, but I thought it could have been a great way to like bring both sides into the same room. Like Roseanne mm-hmm. had that, uh, had that opportunity and it, yeah. it just squandered it a little. Um, so Steve's Facebook, he just wrote this and I loved it. Um, there could have been a Roseanne reboot that thoughtfully examined our country's divide through the lens of a working class family that despite opposing viewpoints understood and respected each other, but we never got that. And that's the biggest bummer. You know, and so I, maybe Darlene can do I that. I think that show could be that because you know Darlene um, is pro- like from the ep- couple episodes I saw, that character is probably a liberal, mm-hmm. but like lives in an area where it's mixed, probably more like conservative leaning, and I, even liberal people who come from areas like that might have some conservative viewpoints. So I think that would be a very interesting character to see on TV is like someone who identifies as liberal, but maybe has a couple of like opinions where they lean more conservative, like maybe like fiscal fiscal. Yeah. Fiscally yeah. they're conservative. Like that would be an int- more interesting uh, character. I think people do need to see that, you know, it's not just you're this or you're this, like, you know, it doesn't have to be the, the black and white end of the spectrum thing yeah. with the political titles. You can be a liberal who maybe happens to not like, support people owning guns, any gun they want. There are people like that. Yeah. You yeah. can be conservative, but actually still be pro gay marriage and pro, uh, pro, uh, choice. Yeah, totally. Um, there's also something with these, with, uh, this show. I can, I don't really necessarily have the right words for this, but like, um, the, this show, which was sort of like a blue, it's a blue collar vibe and it's appealing mm-hmm. kind of more to Midwest audience is sure. not even Midwest. I want to say that more like Republican or, I think it's right the leaning. average American person. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. but then there's the, there's certain things where you're like, oh, okay, so we're showing we're showing maybe slightly, slightly if not very racist people on TV, mm-hmm. and not I'm yeah. not talking about the actors, which we that we were showing a racist person. Yeah. But the characters were slightly racist as well. Like there is like ignorant. They said ignorant things. And made yes. Yes. Yeah. I guess there's a distinction a little bit. Yeah. But there's, to me, there's a, it's a, this is, I got this from, there's this podcast called Still Processing. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've talked about Roseanne and there's like this thing that happens where it's like, okay, so those people are ignorant or racist, either one. And they're making comments and it's getting laughs. And yeah. for the left audience, we're laughing because, oh my gosh, they're making fun of racist people. But for the right, right. audience, it's, oh, that racist comment was funny. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're doing both things at the same time, which I think is pretty problematic. That is absolutely totally. problematic. That's, if, I would say, like, uh, it, that's where writing really comes into play. And, like, you have to have, like, really good writers who need to be clear mm-hmm. with what they're saying yeah. in the, within yeah. the show and the message. Like towing the line like that, yeah, might be more profitable because you can appeal to more audiences, but it's problematic and it leads us into directions of like territory where you might be like excusing certain behaviors and right. that's not. Absolutely. And I like, I had an experience like this growing up um, with South Park. I was like friends with a bunch of like very uh, homophobic uh straight dudes like yeah, growing up and they like loved watching South Park and I never really got it and mm-hmm. I still kind of don't get it but it would be like they would you know when Cartman or whatever the fuck would say fag. like fag mm-hmm. they would lose it they would bust a gut mm-hmm. and they were laughing because they thought calling people fag was funny yeah but you Cartman know? was like 
like a, a caricature that they were making fun of. Exactly. Exactly. And yeah. they, you know, those kids watching that show didn't understand that distinction. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's, it was like problematic for, for me at least. I don't know. It's a little like the Sarah Silverman um, thing. Yeah. I, I think that's the, the clearest example I always go back to. Her old comedy. Her old comedy was very like, she was playing a character that is a nightmare that you would make fun of. And she knew that, but she yeah. realized like, and also Dave Chappelle had the same thing happen. He was like, uh, there was uh, a lot of, sketches in his show that mm-hmm. he was like I was making fun of the thing but the audience thought I was like saying the n-word and playing a KKK member they were laughing because there was something in that mm-hmm. that they really liked and yeah funny yeah. so it's a really weird thing where like you, it's hard to make fun of the thing yeah Sarah Sullivan had a story that I remember reading in a magazine it might have been an excerpt from one of her books but it was her talking about doing a comedy set and that a well-known lead singer of a very popular band from the like back in the day came up to her after the show and he's like I loved your show it was so great she was like oh thank you and he's like I loved your jokes about the yes. n-words yeah and she was like thought he was joking at first but then realized he wasn't and she's like and I'm not gonna name him because that's not like okay oh but he, he was the guy from the eagles no or journey, journey it was yeah. the, she's like but his Lead band singer. rhymed with schmerny or something <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah. my god oh. Uh, with Bo- Bernie <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so like that was it. Steve Perry, I think. I think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's a racist. Wow. Um, what else in queer culture? You had something, didn't you, Pete? Oh my God, what is going on with Melania Trump, you guys? What happened? Oh, she has it's not missing. been seen in public in like twenty four days. Uh-huh. Yes. Ever <laughs> since she had a procedure, I I think it's plastic surgery. You think it's plastic surgery? That, That's yeah. a pretty good theory. I think. I've also heard theories that she's like. She knows too much, and she's like threatening to talk to Bob Mueller. So she's in like a quiet room. I mean, they can't. And so they've like locked, like Secret Service has her like cordoned off, basically. Mm. Oh, well, she's like the next Shelly Miscavige from the Scientology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know. Oh, yeah, duh. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's and that, this will bubble up eventually, right? Yeah, and also yeah. I don't think you can force oh, like a spouse to testify against their. Uh, the other spouse. No, but what if she wants to? If she wants to, then it's like, yeah, I don't know. I I think it's always like, she was. Sometimes there would be day like multiple days where she was not seen because I yeah. don't think I don't think they're they live together. I don't think she loves him like she's done. She's she was done a long time ago. It, it, that's very clear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The only reason why she hasn't divorced him is because that's not a, okay to divorce yeah. while you're a sitting president. She's actually so fascinating. She is so fascinating. I would love if she just is like, no, nah, fuck this. I'm getting a divorce and I'm taking my kid and you're going to pay me lots of money. Oh my God. She has so or much. Or take him down. She has so much leverage over him. It's unbelievable. She, You know how much money she would make if she did divorce him and t- took help take him down? And then the book that she would write, the appearances she would make. She would be known as kind of a hero if she did that. It'd be great if also she became like so like like pro gay. I'm sure she is. No, but I mean like outwardly and yeah. like yeah. just like such a charitable like Mother Teresa figure for oh her. My God. <laughs> it would be such a fascinating turn. Yeah. yeah. Well, isn't her like whole be best like anti online bullying campaign? Isn't that like just a big ass subtweet of Trump? Oh, interesting. You know, I, oh, yeah. I think it was more like because the stuff that they were saying with it, though, is it felt like. I mean, they there's a lot of like conservative people who refer to liberal people as bullies, 
Oh, and I sure. that might be the same kind of thing. There's uh, that's the sort of play where you can play into both. Yeah, things yeah. at the same time. Yeah, totally. Whoever wants to see the good for their party will see the good for their party. Mm-hmm. You know who I want to turn on Trump the most is Tiffany Trump. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That little piece. She's just always gotten the short end of the stick. I think she's going to school for something like law right now, so she can sue her dad. <laughs> <laughs> That would be a fun story. It does. It does. This is another one that feels like, or this whole like shit that's happening. It feels like eventually we're like ten years from now we're gonna hear every detail. Oh, it'll just the be movies, there's gonna be there's the gonna books. be stories forever about the Trump family and things yeah. coming out. The, I mean, yeah. The, I mean, there's already books coming out. Yeah, and people like that are flying off the shelves about the behind the scenes shit. Yeah, but when this like investigation's all over, hooey. Mm-hmm. Can't um, wait to see how it turns out. So do we have anything else in queer culture? Did we just cover all of the news? We covered everything queer. We covered everything That's all queer. of it. God. Um, oh, I guess Ariana Grande said she learned all of her makeup tips from uh, gay men. Oh, good for her. Oh. Yeah. Good for her, you know? Yeah. Thank you. Thanks so much. Ariana. I don't like that. <laughs> Actually, so it was like it was part of the Pride Month thing for like Billboard. Uh, and it was like she wrote like an open letter to like gay fans and it was like talking about how when she was younger doing like she de- made her Broadway debut when she was like 14 and she talked about like doing that like eight shows a week but she was always go to like a gay bar and like sing a Whitney song like at, at, at night with her brother Can you imagine I would lose my shit if a little 14 year old came in and sing belted it. a Whitney song like impeccably <laughs> yeah. like <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah but then she said like she learned so much from like a gay man out, uh, in the bars and stuff. Okay, and maybe it's not. It okay. was. It was kind of yeah. nice. It was like, and then she talked about how she really wants to like. She appreciates her, her gay fans and wants to always like. She wants to write anthems for them and she wants to like make them feel comfort. Good. And, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I think sweet. I just have a little like sour taste in my mouth from her appearance on Drag Race when she goes, <sighs> "This is the best day of my life. I'm not lying." In that dead. sort of unenthusiastic Ooh, dead eye voice. Yeah. And she's like, "Okay, you are lying." She's one of the few. Uh, she's like the only person who I think has went to an eliminated queen and like said like hi and like oh, you did a really good job. Candy Ho got eliminated and then she went into the workroom. Really? Yeah. I don't remember that at all. I'm gonna have yeah. to go back and watch. Well, nobody really remembers Candy Ho either. That's so. true. That's a good point. Yeah. Oh, can I talk about one last yes. thing? Mm-hmm. Um, just like a a thing for. So I'm like newly single and I just <laughs> got on prep. Um, Everybody, go get on prep. Especially oh, yes. if you live in that. LA County, <laughs> go get on prep. It's legit free. I thought for sure you were going another direction there. Where you're like, I'm single now. I'm on prep. Boys, hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> Can I talk about one more thing? And that's my hole. <laughs> it's impeccable. Yeah, yeah it's my hole is uh, perfect. No, yeah, I the uh, I went on a date with a guy recently, and he was talking about how uh, there's like like rebates or something like his insurance covers a significant portion of prep. And then the company that makes it like also has like, uh, like they have like a certain amount of money they set aside for each patient Mm -hmm. that'll minus the cost. So where he got it from, he didn't have to pay for it at all Ah. between the insurance and the company, like what they cut. If you go to the LGBT center and you make under what is like, I think all of us make under this amount, you get like all of your treatment for free. And then is it under, should I say the number? 150,000? Yeah. Because I make more than that. Um, <laughs> we have a Malibu house. 
that uh, is yeah, still that's, closed that's off uh, under Chad, you might not qualify. Okay. I'm really sorry. That's right. What a bummer. Yeah. I don't know how I'll afford it then. I only yeah. make 149000 Oh, man. Well, Together, we make 250000 a year, and we live in a Malibu mansion <laughs> yeah. with a pool and yeah. a dead body and still inside the pool. Yeah, they like are taking their sweet time investigating. Yeah. Oh. Well, good. I love. Yeah, well, this also, is great, though. If you're not living in LA, I don't know if um, I would just say like f- figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> check it out. Like there are resources. Hopefully, uh, maybe <laughs> LGBT Center in Los Angeles. You c- give them a call and they'll help you. Yeah, <laughs> actually, they probably would help yeah. you. If I've you're been living spending, in like yeah. Topanga, um, Kansas, Kansas, or something. <laughs> Topeka, Kansas. No, Topanga. Topanga and Corey from Boy Meets World. Topanga and Corey, Kansas. <laughs> Would that be great? Topanga. Oh, God, that name. She's our queen. She's our legend. Yeah, uh, she is. Um, well, I think that uh, that about does it for our... This was a little sampling of, I think, what our future looks like. Yeah, and tell us what you think about it. You know, rate and review, as always, us on iTunes. We yeah, love that. Absolutely. And if you haven't already, follow us on Insta, Facebook, Twitter. At, at How Is She Though Pod. T-H-O-P-O-D. Um, Pete, where can people find you? Yeah. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter, both at Mittenberries. Uh, it's like what you wear in the winter, a mitten, and then berries, the end of strawberries. Mm. But just together is one word. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and you can find my debut EP on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, and Tidal. And speaking ah! of, um, let's play them off with a little sampling, shall yeah. we? Okie dokie. All right. And until next time. Bye-bye. Looking at me